Greetings, greetings, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place Right Crime. I am your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode that will feature Anne Simas. Now, Anne is a fellow Oregonian, and she has multiple series out. Uh, we're just going to be taking a look here at her Grace Gabiano series, uh, which takes place in a small town in Oregon, and a standalone romantic thriller uh, called Here and Gone. Uh, but realistically, folks, uh, depending on what kind of mystery you like, uh, odds are pretty good you're going to find a title in her catalog that will fit the bill. Before we get to Anne, uh, and, and I apologize if I sound horrible, uh, my wife uh, started school, and uh, of course the gift all the children gave her uh, to start the year was a nice uh, nice cold, and um, she brought it home, and now I have it, <laughs> and so I've been fighting it over the past several days. Uh, but uh, anyhow, uh, before we get to Anne, I wanted to let you know that uh, Wrong Place, Right Crime is sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down Out Books is an up-and-coming publisher of uh, crime fiction, mostly at the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. I have several books there. Uh, some of my favorite writers are published by Down and Out Books. And if you want to learn more, you can go to downandoutbooks.com. That's downandoutbooks, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. And now, let's dive into our interview with Anne Simas. Well, hello, Anne, and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So as I usually do before I talk to guests, I uh, do a little cyber stalking on your website. Um, and I did not realize that you had written so many books. Yeah, I have uh, 27 books in print, two more coming out in November, and one that is no longer in print. Most of them seem to have an element of romance to them. Would you say that is a thread that goes through most of them? Well, uh, yes. My mystery series, um, the Grace Gabbiano Mysteries, there's an underlying thread of a love story that could be going, brewing between my two main characters. But all the rest of my books, there's definitely a romance thread. That series, the Grace uh, Gabbiano Mystery Series, is up to five now, it looks like. That's right. I just released Taken to Die at the end of July. And uh, it's it's been pretty hot, so hope it keeps up. Now, Grace Gabbiano is an interesting character, Seattle police officer who goes to the small town of Coburg. Is that a real town or is that made up? It's a real town. It's, it's a real town. Where I live now. Okay. I, decided, I got the idea for the series when I was taking a forensics class at the community college. And um, I wanted to do a small town and I knew the police chief up there. And he was also one of the instructors from a criminal investigation class I took and I knew him from the county when he was a detective there at the sheriff's office. So I got together with him and that settled it for me. I just, I like the idea of a small town on the interstate where crime kind of pops on and off the interstate or, you know, other things going and they haven't had any murders in Coburg. Uh, so, I, you know, they do now, but <laughs> emailed me that uh, they were worried that, I was going to kill off the whole population of Coburg, but I, I knew that he was joking, so it was okay. <laughs> that is the peril of writing uh, uh, murder mysteries in a small town. That's kind right. of the the Angela Lansbury problem, you know. But you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit with any genre, and I think that's a pretty easy piece to, to do. You know, I wouldn't call it a cozy. Uh, would you call it a cozy? 
Well, I didn't used to call it a cozy, but people who read cozies tell me that it is a cozy, even though the books are long. Really? I, yeah, because I guess it follows the the pattern of uh, small town, a mm -hmm. lot of characters that you get to know from mm -hmm. book to book, mm -hmm. uh, small town problems. I also promote it as a cozy, but uh, I think people can make of it what they will. So. Yeah, I think it's a if it's a cozy, it's a cozy that is a little a, a mainstream mystery reader would certainly uh, be able to get into. It doesn't mm -hmm. have you know there's it's it's not about yarn and kittens and and uh, grandmothers. No. It's quite it's quite a bit edgier than no. that. In fact, in the first book, uh, uh, a dead guy uh, in a dress and uh, I think he's wearing a wig and a tiara and uh, high heels and high heels turns up dead and. Uh, that's 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 the first victim or that's the first murder. Uh, right. So not not very cozy. Yes. No. Now, you you live in Oregon. You live near Coburg, but you're you're a Colorado girl at heart, according to your yeah. bio. What does that mean I, exactly? Well, I grew up in the Rocky Mountains, and I think once you grow up in the mountains, you never get that out of you. So I do miss the mountains. I miss the snow. It's just, you know, it's a different kind of climate lifestyle, I guess. Sure. But I get to go frequently to Colorado, so I'm happy with that. And uh, I set a lot of my books in Colorado because I'm familiar with that state. And actually, I guess, except for my Christmas romances, all of my books are either set in Oregon or Colorado. Well, that's uh, right where you know, I guess. Yes. <laughs> On the Grace Galbiano uh, series, that uh, most recent one, uh, Taken to Die, number five, that just came out in July of uh, right. 2019. The book that we're going to talk about most today, uh, Here and Gone, is uh, uh, set at least partially in Colorado and came out last year. Right. That was released in May of 2018, and it's almost exclusively set in Colorado. I created a town. I created a town, a county. Um, I placed it somewhere up in the Rockies, kind of just south of Woodland Park, which is a town that I uh, mention in the book and actually use a couple of uh, businesses, the Dinosaur Museum for one and the Santa's North Pole for another. They figure heavily into the book. And it's a book that started out being a totally different book. But when I started writing it, it kind of morphed into something else. And so I ditched the title that I was going to use. I went the direction that I wanted to go with this book. And it just, it's one of those books that just kept coming and coming and coming to me. And I I wrote it fairly quickly. I think I wrote it in about three months uh, before I sent it to my editor and then she sent it back and I worked on it some more and it just, it, it just kind of all came together. I'm not sure why that happens sometimes, you know, sometimes I agonize over things, sometimes I don't, mm -hmm. but this book came together pretty easily for me and it's a, it's a very intense book. I guess I'm not giving away a spoiler when I say there's a child abduction involved. Yeah, I don't think this, there's much of a spoiler in, in, in the initial premise because by chapter two, it's all out on the table. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I found it interesting that you, you have a protagonist whose husband fakes his own death and the death of their child and runs off with one of her friends. And if it weren't for just some bit of happenstance, she never would have found out about it. Right. When I was trying to figure out how to handle that, I did spend a, a couple of days thinking about what would be the best way for her to find out that he was still alive and that he had cheated on her 
and done something so horrific most people wouldn't even like to try and comprehend it. So. Well, I don't think that while it was happenstance what occurred, it wasn't an unreasonable happenstance. We like to think this is such a huge world, but uh, it's it's really not as big as we think it is, and it's getting smaller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you bring uh, Hannah, the main character, to this uh, this this location, this uh, fictional location in Colorado, and pretty quickly she meets the sheriff. Right, Noah. What were you, what was, what was your intention by setting it in Colorado? Well, I wanted it to be something different than Hannah, a different locale than Hannah had ever lived in before. So that meant that I, I wasn't going to leave her in a coastal town because she's from San Diego Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to, um, I, I don't know. I just, I thought that I, because I started out originally, this was going to be a Christmas book and it does lead up to the weeks before Christmas but Christmas became a secondary theme in the story. In fact, it was really far removed from the story. I thought that it lent itself to being uh, a story that took place in the mountains. You know, it worked out for me. I have a, a brother who lives in Woodland Park and I know the area. And so I just thought that would be good because, you know, I can, and I've been to Estes Park, which I also bring into the story. So I just knew my way around that area and I just seemed like the right right locale for this story it just seemed to work now you know the area really well but the main character hannah does not was that difficult to write you know about an area that you knew really well to try to see it through the eyes of somebody who was not familiar no not really because i think i still remember i lived in colorado for like the first 20 years of my life then i moved away and then i moved back again so in essence i was kind of relearning things because i'd been away for seven or eight years Oh. And so, you know, you remember what it's like when you have to go out and drive on a snowy road for the first time. She's created a new life for herself because she was so maligned in San Diego over the death of her husband and son. She was hounded by the police detective. Um, everything was just going wrong for her. So she's a woman who's, she has more courage than she thinks she has when she makes this move. Mm-hmm. But um, when she gets to, to Fossil, you know, she understands, she buys a new truck, she has a new house that she's hired her brother-in-law to go and take care of the refurbishing on it. She gets a dog, she's never had a dog before. So she's kind of a recluse, but she understands that, you know, she's going to have to learn how to live in the mountains. She's never had snow before. So everything is really kind of new to her, but she's not afraid of it. After what she's been through, I think she realizes she can face anything. Before we go, I wanted to talk about something else. You are pretty active in a bunch of different organizations, or at least one that I know of. You host a Facebook page called Oregon Authors. When did you come up with that idea, and when did that go live? Oh, gosh, I guess that's... I thought about that about two years ago, and I looked at Facebook, and I didn't see any page for Oregon Authors. So I said, well, why not? You know. So I went ahead and created it, and then I sent out a bunch of invitations to people I knew who were authors. And we we generally get, you know, maybe one or two new people a month. But I know there's hundreds of more people out there who would qualify. And the only stipulation we have is that they have to be an author of a published book. And that could be either fiction or non, nonfiction. No poetry, just, just um, books. Once they have one book in print, they're eligible to join. Why did you decide to do that? 
um, just because I thought it would be a place for new authors to promote their work because that's what Oregon Authors is all about. You can promote your books mm -hmm. and you can promote any author events that you have going on, like book signings or author festivals or whatever. So it sounds like you did it to to help other writers connect and yeah. and have a place to to get information and get their own information out there. So Grace Gabbiano, that is the uh, Grace Gabbiano mystery series, uh, or you could call it the to die series if you have a mind to, since every, every yes, one of the titles says to die at the end. Taken I, to die is the most recent one in July of 2019, number five. Uh, and the other book is here and gone. And that is gone. a stand standalone thriller with some mystery and some romance uh, in the mix. I like to say it's a thriller and a love story, and both will leave you breathless. Oh, I like it. I like it. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. So there you are, folks. Uh, everything you might want to know in a short burst of Anne Simas. Uh, our Grace Galbiano series uh, is very interesting to me. I like the female lead. I like the uh, uh, small town setting. And I've been reading Here and Gone. I haven't finished it yet, but I will say that the setup is very compelling. And uh, Anne does a really good job of bringing the setting to life, to making it feel very much like these characters are in a very real place or in the place that's being described. You get a really, really good sense of it. Uh, so check her out. Next episode, we'll be talking to John Shepard, a cool guy. Uh, I met him at BoucherCon last year in Florida, and I'm hoping to raise a glass with him again uh, in Dallas this, uh, this October, the end of the month. John will be on the show to talk about his uh, novel Bottom Feeders and everything else that's going on in his world, uh, so you be sure to catch that. Uh, and before I go, I wanted to let you know, in Frank Zaffiro news, my book, At Their Own Game, which is the first book in the new Spoke Compton series, will be out October 14th. Uh, it's available for pre-order right now. Spoke Compton series is a series uh, set in Spokane that tends to focus a little bit more on the criminal side of things as opposed to uh, being from the perspective of the police. So at their own game, available October 14th, available for pre-order now from Down and Out Books. Check it out. I'd like to say thanks to Ann Simas for being on the show and uh, to you, as always, for listening. We'll catch up with uh, John Shepard on the next episode. And until then, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime.